Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. It happens every night. And I ain't never met a riverboat dealer that could ever be a friend of y'all know, mine. Y'all know what happened. Summer heat never treats me kind. It leaves trouble, trouble on my mind. So I'm bidding farewell, putting in my nose. Where are we going? See you Come on. This highway does not know my name. And I don't care. Nope. No Heading my way for another place, and I got three good tires and a spare. Right to the hook, right? Just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to keep there. Low budget live, the not so live version. From right here in the LBL Bar and Grill, Bar and Bunker, no longer. Because, son, the world is opening back up, and we just we just out here in it. We out here in it. What's up, you bunch of low-lifers? I hope you're all doing well. If you're new to the program, you are now a low-lifer. That is what the listeners of this podcast refer to themselves as. So, whether you like it or not, you're now a low-lifer. You might not want to tell your friends. Maybe, maybe they don't want you to be a low-lifer. Maybe, maybe your parents don't want you to be a lowlifer, but I'm here to tell you, since you're joining us, if you're new, you're now a lowlifer, and all you returning lowlifers, welcome back. Welcome back. I, I get comments every week, well, I guess I'm a lowlifer now, man. I tried I tried to not be a lowlifer, but dadgummit Luke Duncan, here I am. And uh, I appreciate that. I appreciate each and every one of you. This is the podcast for Monday, May the 24th. The year is 2021, in case you're wondering. In case you were wondering, the world is definitely opening back up. I had a crazy fun week. 
because of live music, man. Live music. Got to end my week, me and the Triple Threat. We went down to Decatur, Alabama, to the beautiful Princess Theater, and got to see Brent Cobb and Kendall Marvel, two of my favorite singer-songwriters, man. If you don't know either one of those guys, shame on you, first of all. Kendall's a hit writing machine, and his own just solo stuff is just incredible. And then Brent Cobb is just... There's just no words. Brent is a genius. So got to see those boys acoustic, and uh, it was just a good night. Good, good fun time. A little small theater, and uh, it was it was awesome. Live music is is just uh, yeah. I talked about it last week. I know, but it's just can't get enough of it, man. Can't get enough of that live music. So uh, hopefully, if you love music, you're getting to get back out there and and see some uh, yourself. And it's just good, man, it's good for my soul. It's good for my soul. So uh, hope all of you are doing well out there. Another cool thing I got to do this week, the Tom Rowland podcast. Tom is a legendary saltwater angler, part of the Waypoint Collective that I'm part of with this this program here. And Tom is, is a guy, man, that I have incredible, incredible saltwater TV show for over the years, incredible guy. He's just, he's just, just class act, man, and I uh, got an invite to be on the show, and, and I had an awesome time, so be on the lookout for that. I'll let y'all know when that comes out, but uh, going to have him on here, too. We got a lot of the same musical interest and uh, real cool conversation with Tom there on the Tom Rowland podcast, so uh, be on the lookout for that, um, you bunch of lowlifers. So I uh, want to thank each and every one of you for tuning in, and I want to thank our sponsors. We're going to kick it off. We got a, we got a good one today. We got a fun one today. So I want to get uh, get cranking and thank these fine sponsors that make every single bit of this every week possible. And I appreciate y'all listening, and I appreciate y'all supporting these people that support us low lifers like Startron. They've been bringing you low budget live for going on four years now. Last year at the Classic, could not believe the support they gave me during the low-budget live, 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 live that we had. And we're going to do it again. We're going to do it again one more time, Fort Worth, Texas. And I can't wait for that. But the folks from StarTron been supporting this man through thick and thin. No matter what's going on, these guys have my back. Just like they have your back against ethanol. They kick ethanol in the teeth, in your weed eater, in your chainsaw, in your three-wheeler. In your daggum outboard engine because nothing ruins a great down the water like an outboard engine that don't run because of stupid dumb ethanol. So put you a little dab in your tank. It'll get it out of there. Make that outboard run good and clean. Ethanol sucks. Right here. Kick it in the teeth with Star Charm. Appreciate those folks very much so. Also the Starbright cleaning you know, just all the cleaning products. I've been uh, been having to clean up the Express a little bit this week because it was filthy, not going to lie, and I've uh, been using a lot of that Star Bright on that. The wonderful people at Sims Fishing Products. I just got some new some new swag in. Check it. This is a cool new T-shirt. It's got the, it's the Fish It Well. I love this shirt. But uh, from the Solar Flex hoodie, which we're finally getting to use here in Tennessee because we're in the 80s and 90s now and uh, on the water on Friday and Saturday, I got to break that bad boy out. My Sim shorts, love it, love it. It's that time of year. But, of course, the Pro Dry rain suit is my absolute favorite when you're out there trying to stay dry. But uh, Sims are going to protect you from all elements, from sun gloves to 
They got the face covers. They got the hooded sun shirts. They got, dude, sun pants. I, my wife, the triple threat, gives me a hard time because when I go to the beach and stuff like dude, I stay covered up. I, I don't, I used to be the, uh, when I was younger before I had a, a beer gut, uh, the fish with your shirt off guy. And I still see a lot of y'all out there. I see y'all. I see y'all. Like the Todd Castle Dines of the world. I see y'all out there flexing on them on the IG. Stupid dumb Darian does that. But I used to be that guy. But man, now I'm like long sleeves, hood. And I just got some of these freaking sun pants that they have. Game changer. Game changer. So my legs ain't burning up uh, out there on the water on these hot days. When you're idling so much, because I'm graphing a lot, looking for fish on the garments. Man, the tops of your legs when you're wearing shorts, they just get fried. So sun pants, I'm digging it. I'm digging that. Uh, I'm digging that. So I'm here to remind all you low lifers, you get one life. Fish it well, my favorite slope. Pro Guide batteries, new for 2021, bringing you LBL, and they are powering around that Express X21, and I have been blown away by the 31 AGMs I've been running. They've got some big, exciting news coming up very, very soon. A launch of a new product. We're going to be talking about that. But if you would like to get you some of those Pro Guide batteries, get over to the website and use the code LBL10. And a lot of y'all have done that. And I sincerely appreciate that from the bottom of my heart. Low lifers showing out. And last but not least, the official boat of Low Budget Live and the traveling circus and all the shenanigans in Luke Duncan's life. Right over my shoulder. Hang the banner, baby. Hang the banner. Express Boats, the X21 Pro. Say it week in and week out. Y'all probably get tired of hearing me say it, but I'm going to keep on saying it. It's my favorite bass boat I've ever been in. It's a freaking beast. This Friday, I was in like four-foot rollers on the Tennessee River, wind blowing against the current, stupid conditions, fishing offshore, and could just I, I get more and more impressed all the freaking time by this rig and just everything about it, man, from the sea deck to just, I don't know, the room, the, the storage, it's just ridiculous. I, I'm, I'm so freaking proud to be running Express. And something very cool we are doing at the Classic, I know I announced last week, low budget live, 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 live. We are going to do it in person at the library bar and grill on Saturday, June the 12th, starting at 7 p.m. We're also going to play some music afterwards to, to uh, celebrate. Um, lots of things to celebrate that we will get into. But, but, some of y'all, last year I remember in Birmingham, you're like, man, I got my kids with me. I got my kids with me. Can't, can't be coming out to the bar with the kids. We love you, Luke, but we can't come. Get it. I totally get it. We are going to do a low-budget live from the Express Boats booth on Saturday at 1 p.m., gonna have like the guest list is awesome. I'm gonna actually broadcast from an X21. So if you're going to be at the expo, if you're gonna be there, come by, say hi, and join us, join us in the crowd at the Express Boats booth. And if you don't have your kids and you want to come, absolutely throw down later that night, 7 p.m. Library Bar, Fort Worth, Texas. We are going to have another low-budget life. But all of this will be broadcast on my Facebook and my YouTube channel. So, uh, And it'll be recorded for a podcast for those of you that like to uh, consume this that way. So two podcasts coming from Classic Week. Uh, and I hope that you guys, if you're in Texas, you're able to join us for those. All right. So 
want to thank Express Boats for all those opportunities. They're helping with all of it, and they've been building excitement since 1966. All right, moving on. Moving on. Uh, I saw something this week that got me thinking, and I talked about this last week a little bit, uh, but but something uh, that I feel like applies to our sport, and I want it, this is like a, a conversation thing that I want to... Uh, just want to run by y'all. y'all. Y'all hit me in the comments. Hit me in the DMs. I'll try my best to get back to you. I'm so behind on DMs always on Facebook and Instagram, but I try my best to keep up um, so, so much. But uh, with all the other things going on in life, but but comment. Unwritten rules in the sport of basketball. Unwritten rules. So what got me on this kick, and I typed in my phone. I was on Twitter the other day, like I am a lot of days. And this cat that plays in the MLB. I'm not a big Major League Baseball guy. I, I'm, I'm a loose, loose MLB fan. Been been supporting the Braves. Tomahawk chops since I was a kid. But, you know, I don't – baseball uh, – Major League Baseball bores the absolute crap out of me until the playoffs most of the time. Too many games. But this guy, Mercedes, is his last name. I'm not going to attempt to say his first name because I'll butcher it and you guys can all give me a hard time. In a 16-4 to just blowout game – 3-0 pitch count, three balls, no strikes, swings on 3-0, goes yard, hits a home run. People losing their mind over this. Tony LaRussa, you know, Hall of Fame coach, whatever, says there will be consequences. There will be consequences. Like just saying, buddy, you're going to get hit in the face with a baseball. Like that, your teeth are going to get rearranged just because you decided to do that. Like – Man, people just don't like to have fun. But it got me thinking. It got me thinking like, man, we don't have those kind of threats in bass fishing, I don't think, but we do have unwritten rules. And so for me, I I was like, these unwritten rules sometimes in bass fishing tournaments are just as important as those written rules that people get so carried away about. We have lie detector tests and, and, and so many things. But these unwritten rules like, and, and it, this has came up a lot during MPFL this year because we have no cut. We have no day three cut. All anglers fish all three days. So this, this, this conversation always looms around those events because, like, what if the leader has somebody come into his area that's in, like, 100th place? Like, how do, we, how do we deal with that? And that's the biggest, for me, one of the biggest unwritten rules in the sport is if, if this guy is here on day one – and he's leading or top five, like you just don't go in there. If you're if you're not if you weren't there on day one, or maybe if you're if if you didn't catch him as well as he did, you concede it. We see this time and time again. And a lot of times, a lot of times guys just out of respect bail out. A lot of other times we see people neck and neck jockeying for position on a spot. And it's really uh it's really one of those just kind of it's it's not written. I've always said, you know, how how could we make that a written rule? It's hard to police. It's hard to police. And then and then you would have just lots of scenarios that would follow after, you know, or or could potentially happen where guys would use it strategically to get somebody off their spot. So I don't know how you would ever write that, but what are some other unwritten rules? Comment if you've got an unwritten rule in bass fishing. I think without a doubt, the biggest one for me is the 
don't tread on me. You know, don't don't come in. If you see me in an area and I'm beating your brains out, you better not bring your butt in there. And that's like old school stuff. You know, uh, for me also, it was, and this goes without, this is something that I see younger anglers uh, do more and more now that's become kind of acceptable. But when I was a kid growing up on the Tennessee River, like if I was sitting on an offshore spot, like you didn't come in there. Like you didn't just show up and join me. You didn't just cast over my line like, oh, well, we're both here because there are a bunch of bass here. It was like one guy per spot kind of thing. Now people just pile up, pile up. And professional fishing has really led people to believe this is okay, I think. But it's just, just it's not. Like I had an instance with my boys the other night, uh, right before dark, beautiful afternoon on Wilson Lake and a lot of people out. And we're sitting on this school bass that I'd found. And we're we're anchor locked down there, and and the boys are catching them and having a good time. And this this dude just pulls up, and it's a very specific tiny tiny deal. Pulls up, graphs around us, puts the motor down, starts casting over my line. And here's the thing: wrap boat. You know, uh, got my kids in the boat, so I don't want to just be full blown jerk but at the same time like that's should that's an unwritten thing like you it's a courtesy thing don't 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 pull in on somebody don't pull in on some give give people their space but we see that more and more and more as i as a you know summertime deal especially on the tennessee river because our fish get real congregated offshore people just think oh well you're there so i'm gonna be there as well and man it's just uh it, it that goes without saying, I feel like, but that's one of those. Uh, so I guess what I'm saying with all this this rambling rant is we should all start carrying baseballs and throw baseballs at people. You know, it's unwritten rules because you know there will be consequences. There will be consequences. But y'all, y'all comment below if y'all uh, if if you're watching on YouTube, if you know uh, of an unwritten rule I'm missing out. But I, I feel like that is the overwhelming one. It would be hard to police that if you made it a actual written rule, um, you know, on, on that deal. But I think one of the others would be, you know, you don't, like if you know what your buddy's catching them on, you don't tell somebody else kind of thing. Um, or if he, if you're sharing information, we see this a lot, guys share information in the trails they're allowed to. Of course, you know, like BPT, you can't. Uh, you're not supposed to talk to your bros about uh, what you're catching them on. But it's also very not cool if somebody says, hey, I'm catching them on the six-inch crankbait, that you go tell 50 other guys in the field, and there are those guys out there, what you're catching, you know, what your buddy's catching them on. So that's definitely one of those unwritten t- things, too. If you're in one of these little, like, clicks, you don't, you know, you don't run your mouth. You don't run your mouth. Uh, snitches get stitches. That's what, that's what I say. Snitches get stitches. But, you know, I talked last week, though, about that in MLF. There seems to be, at BPT, there's this overwhelming, you know, I'm hearing a lot about guys are kind of sick of that rule because it takes the fun out of tournament fishing a lot. And, and I know it's a job and it's and it's professional and and you want to keep it as as clean as you can keep it, I guess. But part of why we all do this, why we enjoy this kind of brotherhood is when we get to turns, we like to BS, you know, we all like to sit around, talk about how we're catching them, what's going on. And if you've got guys you trust, you can become this, this squad that can go out there and kind of break down a lake quickly, you know, and BPT tried to eliminate that, but there's always been tale and rumors that there are guys that play by it and guys that don't. And I think about half the field from what I've heard, um, 
kind of over that. They want to, you know, man, they, they're so scared to talk because you could get DQ'd and, uh, it can, and they have lie detector tests and, and things like that. And if, and these guys are just always super nervous and it takes away from that fun factor of just hanging out with your buddies. Cause everybody wants to just talk fishing. That's what we do. When you're at a tournament, you talk about fishing. It's what you talk about. You may talk about a fishing trip you went on two years ago, or you may talk about what's actually going on that week, but you talk about fishing and, and really they're not allowed. And that's just kind of weird for a lot of guys and frustrating, especially if you think that there are other people not abiding by those rules. Uh, but I got told a story this week that I want to share and I'm not gonna, the names will be left out to protect those that are innocent or uh, not innocent, however you want to look at it. But a, a good, very good friend of mine shared some time with a group of anglers on the Bass Pro Tour. And we were, we were talking about this very rule this week. And, and it, it was some guys that I've heard other anglers just, and, and I think a lot of it's a jealousy thing because they, these guys really catch them a lot. And, but there's this, this, you know, thing around them that they do talk more than, than not. And this friend of mine spent a week with them at an event this year. And he said the level of paranoia that they have and the links that they go through to make sure they do not, do not break that rule is, he said, like, it was exhausting. He said, man, like, I felt like I was going to do something wrong. <laughs> and he, and he, he was just there for the week. Uh, helping out and he said that it was just absolutely mind-blowing at the level these guys went to to make sure they didn't hear what the other was talking about fishing wise that they weren't in the room like if they came in to tell their wife on the phone what their week that, that nobody was around so I found that very, very interesting and uh, a lot of respect for hearing about that, you know, that, uh, that that's definitely something that uh, comes into question a lot in, in that league. I, I hear that a ton, and this really good friend of mine, trustworthy source, was like, I can tell you right now, you may hear things, but from the week I spent around certain guys, they – Really make sure that the T's are crossed and the I's are dotted. <laughs> so pretty cool. Pretty cool to hear. But, uh, you know, it's a very hard rule to police too. Uh, and I, I mentioned this last week and somebody was like, well, most people should wear GoPro, you know, lie detectors. This was a, a comment. It was a great comment. But they were like, well, lie detectors aren't even admissible in court and, and poly polygraphs. And so guys should just wear GoPros all the time. Well, on an information type situation, well, you can't. You can't. So the only way to police it is with a polygraph. And, you know, the rumor uh, has been that you just pay a fine if you fail a polygraph a lot of times at MLF, and and that doesn't work either. So I, I don't uh, – that's a very hard one to police. And it's the same way on the Elite Series, same way the FLW. Those information things have always been this gigantic gray area that you can't police. You just can't police it, man. Um, if a guy gets good at passing a polygraph or – you know, he gets to skirt around it in some way. And that that has gone on in the past. There have been very successful bass fishermen that without a shadow of a doubt show up at a lake and 
get handed waypoints or get put on the juice before practice ever starts, whether it's in the cut, not in the cutoff, whatever, uh, information-wise, it's very hard to police. And I can promise you from years on the FLW Tour, that goes on way more than any other, like any, I don't want to say any other sport, but more than any fan would know, I think. More than any casual viewer would know how much that help goes on. Now, you can get all the help in the world. You still got to catch bass and Everybody at that level can really catch bass, right? But there are definitely guys that get a lot of information, whether there's a no info rule or not. It just happens. It just happens. It's always going to happen. It's happened since the beginning of it. If you dangle those trophies and the money out there, and then you have this constant uh, drive for sponsor money and, and to always be on top, and to always perform, people get desperate. They get desperate. And if they're having a tough practice, I, I think that people lean on on local help a lot more than, than folks, you know, realize. And it's one of those gray areas. Um, not even gray. It's, it's against the rules in most trails, but it's so damn hard to police, man. So hard to police. So hard to police. But I do think it goes on way more than, than folks realize. For sure. For sure. And uh, I can tell you an event this week going on that local help would have not have done you any good in. And that's the Bassmaster, Bassmaster Elite Series over at Gunnersville. I've been glued to it because obviously Tennessee River Rats say it all the time. But what a uh it's not it's it's not surprising how they're catching them because it's they're catching them ways I really like to fish over there. But right now, this exact week normally is an absolute freaking Ledge fishing beat down. 100 fish a day typically can happen, right? Big schools, doubles on big crankbaits and things. Crazy. Like, typically. Like, this week on the calendar, it's like maybe a little shad spawn, but just, buddy, hang on. This offshore bite's going to be crazy. It's going to be wild. And this week, uh, you know, right now, I time to record. I'm recording on Sunday like, like I typically do here. And right now, and he's blowing it out. So I'm just going to tell him congratulations. But Caleb Kufal uh, has an estimated 82 pounds right now on Bass Track. Luke Palmer's in second. Um, but he's just back 17 pounds, four ounces unofficially. <laughs> so congratulations to Caleb. But Luke Palmer, Brandon Cobb, Greg Hackney, Chris Saldane, Jason Christie, Wes Logan, Tyler Rivette, Shane Lineberger, and Chris Johnson all made the top ten there. And it's just been this flipping, frogging, shad spawn, brim bed tournament. I text Zona earlier today. I'm like, dude, this has been one of my favorite Gunnersville tournaments just because it's different. And seeing how they had to adapt on the fly to figure this lake out was so cool. And I think that's why you've got just a, a, a hodgepodge of guys in there that you don't expect maybe on the Tennessee River to uh, to pound them. And, and I think guys like Swindle who made the cut, um, you know, I, I know G was probably gearing up for an offshore deal. I saw David Mullins made the cut as well. These, these guys know the Tennessee River well. Chris Zaldane, I think the lone guy in the top ten – that's that's really just stuck with the offshore game uh, for the most part from what I've seen watching this week. But really kind of a shocking event uh, to, to see. But Brandon Cop, great shallow water, like 
brim bed fisherman in South Carolina, but Hackney's been flipping them up. Jason Christie with a spinning rod, another top 10. And if it wasn't for the St. John's River slip where he finished just outside the cut, this angler of the year race would be a lot tighter going up north. But freaking Seth Fighter's got a lead that, that won't quit. So, uh, and going up north, I just, I, Zona said this morning on live, I think that we're going to have to manufacture some drama for the AOI race. And I could not agree more. I, I think that's probably going to be the case once they uh, take that swing going to St. Lawrence and Champlain. I think Seth, Seth will come out on top and, and well deserved hell of a year, man. He missed the top 10 here, but not by much. And, and uh, it's been, been fun watching him just put it all together everywhere they've been. And now they get to go Smalley fishing and Northern largemouth fishing. And we've seen Seth, you know, really shine up there for the last few years. So, Super cool uh, event there at Gunnersville, but congrats to Caleb, who for sure is going to walk away with it today. And first time, I think, a Wisconsin angler has won. But uh, flipping grass, flipping mats, he's, it's, it's been more like a fall tournament. If you fish Gunnersville, this, this week has really played like a fall event on Gunnersville pads and frogging mats and flipping mats and flipping uh, millful and been been really cool. Been a really cool event. So, uh, congrats to all the guys that caught him up. It's always fun watching Hackney on live too. I just like to put that out to the side. Uh, it's been 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 a fun event. Uh, BPT down at Harris Chain. Not got to watch it a ton. B height smashing on a chatterbait. No doubt. B height delight in full effect down there in one group, and then Bobby Lane. No shocker there. Smashing in the other group. And they're still fishing. I think today's the second day for that first group would be height on top of that right now as we're recording. He's he's looks like he's backed off the throttle, but looks like he, you know, he could um <laughs> indeed back off the throttle because he caught like I don't know, like a thousand. Uh the first day. He has like ninety-eight pounds right now. Forty-one bass for ninety-eight pounds. You do the math. I don't have time. Uh not even sure what that even means. But uh caught like thirty Four bass the first day. Of course, two pounders, I guess. Uh, Todd Faircloth, Brent Chapman, James Elam, Michael O'Neill, Jeff Sprague out there just just catching them. Stephen Brown and little Alton, Randall Thar, Boyd Duckett, Boyd, call me and we'll we'll definitely talk about your week. Polly Lies, Dustin Connell, no shocker there. Britt Myers who caught like a nine and a half pounder. Kyle Hall, one of the FLW boys. MDJ, Randy Howe, Josh Bertrand, little Johnny Van Dam in 20th. So they're fishing down there. Um, Harris Chain, I'm going to I'm gonna watch the last couple days to try to get dialed up for MPFL Live because we go there week after uh, this week. We, we start down there on uh, the first week of June. So ready to head down there, MPFL at the Harris Chain coming up, and we've got a guest host that week double d can't make it he's got a bpt event got a conflict he's gonna be up at chickamauga so no david dudley live but we got a good one we got a good one and that'll be announced this week uh on the mpfl social and we may do an interview with that person next week to get geared up but it's gonna be somebody that y'all if y'all listen to podcasts at all y'all know y'all are gonna enjoy every second of that from down at the harris chain i think our guys are gonna smash man looking at those weights uh, they're they're catching some big ones down there, um, absolutely just smashing on them down at the freaking Harris Chain. So um, can't wait to see what we do in a five fish format. Reset a camera.
Got to reset it. Just always got to reset a camera. We ran out. Of, we ran out of time right there on the camera. We're gonna get some new equipment here soon. I promise you, Chris Mitchell. <laughs> All right. So speaking of Harris Chain, speaking of Harris Chain, I'm gonna shoot him a text real quick. Let's see. So, speaking of the Bassmaster and Harris Chain, BPT, just all around. So, this guy, <laughs> one of my best, just favorite people in the entire fishing industry, world, outside of fishing, whatever. Just a great human being. And he's a madman. He is an absolute psychopath, basically, this year. He's fishing everything. He's fishing everything. I'm tired just watching his schedule. I said that when we had him on earlier in the year. But one of my favorite guys to talk to about bass fishing, and I had to get him on the show this week. I'm grateful that he was had an off day because he rarely, rarely does. He just wrapped up the Elite Series at Gunnersville, got a check there, and drove all night home to the Harris chain to fish his group with the Bass Pro Tour ended up seventh after day one. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for an official Cox watch. We're going to get him on the phone right now. The craziest man in bass fishing history. Coming in hot on the LBO hotline. If we can get him to answer right now. Hey, man. John, you're out of your mind, Cox. What are you doing? <laughs> oh, man. You know, just, uh, today was an off day. And, uh, and I bothered you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's, no, it's not. It's, you know, it, it's still, uh, I mean, I haven't had any time. I mean, I honestly haven't, haven't like changed the oil in my motor or truck or anything. Um, so I've been like, man, today's the day I'm going to. Try to knock all that out. So. Does your truck still have four tires? Uh, yeah, it okay. does still have four tires, <laughs> but they did get my uh, my catalytic converter. They chopped that off in uh, Orange, Texas. Come on, really? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. They cut that off when I was uh, sleeping one night. You know, you know, I always, I usually, I stay at you know somewhat rough places. You know, when I stay with <laughs> yeah. you know, whatever, whatever's the cheapest. No know. doubt, no doubt. And, uh, and Orange, Texas, you know, I was like, you know what? It's like, uh, it's like Easter week or whatever, you know? And I'm like, man, I'm going to splurge. I'm going to go Holiday and Express and get a nice place. Treat and, yourself. Uh, yeah. And I come out the next morning and they got mine, Lester's, and Insane. like 10 other people in the parking lot. Come Just cut them right out. Yeah. So I went straight to having like, uh, you know, it sounded just like those monster trucks from, uh, you know, monster or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're you know, grave like digger. That. Grave digger. Yeah. Yeah. I saw. Still not fixed. Dude, are you still rocking the, the, the grave digger? I, well, I tried to drive it. I had to drive it like five hours to the next tournament that was over, uh, you know, a fort. Uh, but I got about 20 minutes down the road and I was feeling a little lightheaded. And I think a lot of that exhaust was coming in through the cab. Uh, so I they went and they, I saw I flew home and they put a, uh, an aftermarket one on. They kind of just rigged it. And, uh, you know, I mean, I mean, it's like, you know, it's ticking. It, I mean, it sounds like it's an old truck, but, uh, 
I mean, it's still going, so I can't complain. John, I feel like with this year, I do my Cox Watch update every week because you're fishing every week somewhere in the world. And I feel like this is the update we all needed. Like I I, I said before introing you coming on, I'm like, we got to get a Cox Watch update from the man himself. We're, we're almost finished with the Elite Series. How many more do you yep. got with BPT? Like three? Do we, yeah, so uh, uh, Lake Gunnersville was the halfway point. Okay. So I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I guess, it, I, I mean, I feel like there's a lot more uh, Bass Pro Tour ones left. I think so, I yeah. Only, I think we're only three, so maybe there's four more of those. Uh, what, two more leads and two two more pro circuits maybe or something. So how are we standing right now? I've been keeping up. You've had a couple of rough ones, and then yep. you've had some really good ones. We got a, we got a win in there. We You're, you're really – my prediction was you would win seven. We still got time for that. <laughs> we still, got, we still time. got time. We can do that this week. We can get number two at the BPT. We got close at Travis. Right. Gave him hell at Travis. Uh, yeah. But but let me ask you, dude, because it is uncharacteristic of you. Uh, like at Pickwick, you had a rough one, and that's right. that's that's not your that's not your deal. Like you you don't you are a very 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 consistent dude for most of your career do you think fishing this much has has hurt in any sense like or do you feel like you just had some missed opportunities like walk me through like a couple of the bad ones like what do you attribute that to um you know um well pickwick was uh, i guess that was the first really bad one we had um and it was right after winning on smith right after yeah you no know, and what's mind-blowing is and then um well, what's his name? Uh, Bill Lowen ends up winning Pickwick pretty much on the same setup that I won Smith's week. Before. Yes, you that's know, right. It was the exact same, same, you know, Berkeley, uh, me, Chunk, everything. And so I, I don't know what happened at Pickwick. I, it almost was like as I, I won at Smith and I got this idea that I was going to win at Pickwick. Yeah. And I just like overdid it completely, you know, moved too much. Uh, I mean, I caught one fish the first day. And you guys had changing conditions like crazy there too. Yeah, like the flood and just, conditions and yeah, and and I and something I also learned um, uh, going into uh, another one I did really bad was uh, Rayburn. Um, you know, no practice, jumped right into it, and uh, and I was just mentally exhausted. And I think uh, realizing that a lot now, uh, making bad decisions. You know, when you're that tired, it's so easy. I mean, you, okay. just, you can make the smallest decision uh, and just completely ruin your tournament. I mean, that's how easily it can go wrong. And um, you know, I kind of learned from those couple. And uh, at that point, uh, after day two of practice, I was just so uh, could not think straight. I was kind of I was angry. Every, everybody I saw, I'm like, man, the guy's pulling it on me. And I, was, I mean, it was just awful. I was just so. I was so cranky, so I uh, huh. got up the next morning, and I had a flat tire on my trailer, and I was like, you know what? I'm not even going to deal with it. I'm going back to sleep, and I went back to sleep for like six or seven hours, you know, went and got the trailer fixed, got out, you know, half day of the, that uh, day of practice, and I felt like a million bucks, felt a lot better, um, you know, and kind of, you know, when I got to Paris, you know, I just wasn't as exhausted if I wouldn't have taken that little break and, and you know, made sure I slept, so. That yeah, that's, that's that's good, dude. I, I think you hear a lot, you know, a lot of guys that are either in 
peak physical shape or whatever. They talk about rest, you know, rest being important. Mm-hmm. And I read there's a there's a college angler um, that I follow around and uh, on Instagram, and he he was doing that, like just going, 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 going. And he won a big college tournament on Cumberland, and then he went to a BFL overnight, did okay. But then he had to turn around and go to Smith Lake for another college event. And I saw him right. post. He's like, man, I think rest really does matter. <laughs> you right. know, he's oh, like, because yeah. you yeah. make bad decisions. And I know everybody listening to that, man, everybody listening to this can can say, oh, dude, I mean – We've all been there where you're just at the past the point of exhaustion. But what you're doing, there's no tired in life like fishing tired. Like, I don't think, dude, fishing, like, uh, the hardest workers in the world, I think when you go 14-hour days of practice, tw- you know, especially this time, you're in the heat, you're running around. But but between the physical exhaustion but the mental exhaustion that fishing can put you through because of the decisions you have to make, dude, I think that being that tired at the end of the day, there's nothing like that to me. Right, and so yeah. I can't imagine getting in the car and then driving to the Harris chain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Holy yeah. shit! You know, and I, I, I know, and, and you know, I just, uh, you know, I was, I was, I felt, I really, you know, getting that little bit of rest, uh, you know, during Gunnersville, you know, and realizing at Gunnersville, um, you know, I, that was my first time I, I've gotten a check there besides the class. I saw that. I got a check. So I mean, so that was. You know, knowing that and saying, "Hey, I just need to get a check," but so you know, don't kill myself in practice, and and I've always killed myself in practice there all the other times, um, you know, and just try to find something where I can, you know, get a check and be ready for the next one. And uh, you know, it's, it, it was good. I mean, yesterday, I honestly, on Harris yesterday, like I, I like landed on them every time I stopped, and like so I probably cool. should have had like I probably should have had like sixty or seventy pounds, but I kept oh. missing them. <laughs> but I mean, it was still good. Like it was still, uh, it still went good. But I, I was, I was pretty tired yesterday. No kidding, dude. I, I can't imagine. Did you get down? Did Melissa drive you down there? Yeah. So she flew into Atlanta, and then I drove uh, right after weigh-in. I left, and it was like two and a half, three hours. I uh, picked her up, and then she drove. Uh, you know, drove you know all through the night, pretty much, and then we got to. Uh, Leesburg at like four in the morning and we checked into the hotel and slept for like an hour and a half and then and then uh went to take off and we got as soon as we got there uh they were just starting the pledge or the, or the anthem or whatever and I like jumped out of the car you know and it was like it was such perfect time you put your hand over your heart hey I'm here, yeah, yeah, I'm here. <laughs> hey guys yeah. boy check yeah. me in <laughs> president accounted for <laughs> like like yeah. when they call roll in elementary school man that's that's yeah. so crazy dude I don't yeah. I was thinking about you yesterday when I start seeing you climbing up score tracker and I'm like dude how does he even upright like how is he <laughs> upright right now well, oh incredible I, I honestly like because you know I was like running to where I was gonna fish and like uh, it kind of felt like I was in a dream, like kind of, kind of foggy, you know. And I'm like, but I'm just taking it nice and slow, you know. Cause, you know, don't want to run into anybody or anything. But and then I start fishing, and I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I just, I just feel like I'm not there, you know. Yeah. And, uh, and then I caught like one that was almost seven, and I was like, there's no way this is happening. And it had like a ten pounder head on it. It was, a, it was a big fish, but uh, and when I caught that fish, it was like I. The, all that went away, and I was just like, it, I like went right into, you know, oh, we're gonna catch it. Kill mode. <laughs> you yeah, went into John Cox much. kill mode. Yeah, yeah, it felt good. And then when they pulled the camera from me after the first period, I was like, are you kidding me? We're 
getting ready to wreck them. <laughs> it was, it was uh, a little more fuel to the fire. It was, pretty, it was fun. That's awesome, dude. So with, with that format there where they do the group A and then group B, and then uh, they take the top eight from the elimination round um, after the two guys win the rounds or whatever, they automatically advance. Are you guys – I know they've done this in the past. So we'll all, on the top ten day, if you if you get to make it there, will everybody fish the entire hair chain or are they putting you all somewhere different or what's what's the deal this week? Because I know they like to mix stuff up. Yeah, you know, I don't – I know there was talk about, uh, you know, like setting this all somewhere um, the last day, but I, I'm – I think they, uh, I think they canceled that plan. And, okay. Uh, I, but but I, I honestly, I don't even know. I didn't even know what we were going out of until, you know, eight o'clock the night before. <laughs> I had no idea. I mean, I was so, I wasn't sure what the plan was, but I'm pretty sure we're going out of, uh, Venetian gardens there on Harris so, every day. So do you, in that situation, no practice, obviously grew up fishing the Harris chain. You're fantastic mm-hmm. there, but did you already know, in your mind, like, this is the first place I'm going to go check because that's where they should be? Or did you just, like, when you put the boat in the water, you look at the water temperature and you're like, yeah. okay, well, I'm going to go here. How, how did you make that yeah. decision? Well, it was actually really funny. Like, you know, I was thinking, you know, we're in May. Uh, you know, me and Keith fish tons of teen tournaments there in May. And uh, we've never been able to win in May, you know, because they seem like they move out a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was just thinking, man, I just need to survive, catch, you know, uh, just catch something the next couple of days and, uh, you know, try to just, you know, get a check out of this one. And, uh, I just, I kind of like, I kind of just jumped in and like took myself on a, uh, like a, one of my old like guide trips I would do like the little run and little milk run I would make. And like, I just took myself on it and, uh, that's crazy. You know, and I was just like the same like rotation I would do on a guide trip. Uh, you know, I just did it. And, uh, I mean, cause I haven't, we haven't gone there since, or I haven't been to Harris since, uh, uh, I guess March last year or whatever. So it was, uh, so it was kind of, I don't know. It, it was just, it was, it was amazing. That That's was awesome, dude. Great. That's like living that hit, <laughs> you know, reliving that history and it worked out. Yeah, it was, it was so weird. Like, cause I caught some on like, like, right. I almost felt like I could have called my cast and I was like, you know, and I was like, just like to myself, I was like, gosh, I caught so many big ones right here. And then I'd go get, get one. I was like, oh, that's so that's so wild yeah did keith well no keith can't be on the water i was like was keith out there rooting y'all but he's in he's in the off limits because of mpfl yeah i think he's in his off limits yeah um yeah so i mean because they're what you guys are next week yeah yeah we get we've next week we they start practice on sunday yeah 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 so that's yeah. uh that's awesome, man. I know Keith's probably glued to that live though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. I, I like, oh no, don't go there. Exactly. Like, He's like, no, John, there. stop it. Yeah, John, stop. damn it, John. He was, he was he was probably the one that's like, we gotta get he, they gotta pull his camera. He's like, he's like, yeah. please go to the middle of the lake, John. Please yeah. go out in yeah. the middle and fish some stuff. I, I'm going to tell on him. I don't know if you got to. I'm sure you haven't got to listen to it. You've been too busy. But I had I had Keith on last week, and right. he said the words "learning to Carolina rig" for the MPFL event. And I said, oh. "Hey, Keith, hey, buddy, you may get kicked out of the of the bro squad with you and John Cox over that statement on Low Budget Live. I was yeah. blown away by it. I almost hung up on him for saying it. <laughs> it was so disappointing because you shallow water gurus just just don't do that. And he goes, yeah. yeah, man, I feel like he, you know, I gotta be offshore some. And I was like, Keith, wake up, buddy. 
wake up. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, funny, man. That yeah, was good. He was, he was probably just getting it out of his system. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, he was like, I've yeah. been playing with different weight configurations and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, boy. Oh, God. Uh, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, I know you got to be proud of him, man. Big win down at Wright Patman. Oh, yeah. What do you think going into Harris? You you think is is that just when I'm on MPFL Live? Do I need to talk about anybody else, or is it just going to be the Keith Carson show down there again? <laughs> I I don't. I mean, uh, when Keith gets dialed there, he he seems to do really well, especially <laughs> uh, the weekend series, and even when we fish together. I mean, he always he always pulled through and stuff. So um, he'll probably do really good. I, and I honestly, I think I think um, I think a lot of the guys that honestly did well. Uh, in this last one, um, you know, the right Patman one, I, I really think a lot of those guys are going to do well, too, because I, it's going to be those guys that are going to flip and flip the Kissimmee grass. And yeah. Three, like some of those guys that are just going to throw the trolling motor in and they're going to just go down the bank and they're just going to flip along. Uh, those guys, I think they're going to do well. I think the flippers are going to definitely shine. That's uh, awesome. I'm sure some of the offshore guys will probably do okay, too. Um, but just what I noticed, uh, just fishing yesterday, which it could really change in, in the next week. In a week, but, yeah. It's... Yeah, but it just seemed like, it didn't seem like anybody was like out in the middle middle, you know? Yeah, yeah. It seemed like cool. even, the, even the guys that called them out, they were kind of like, um, you know, they were still close to that Kissimmee grass. So. Very cool. Um, yeah, so I don't know. Well, we I would like to see in year one a back-to-back champ. I think that would be cool to see to see Keith. And man, I, I tell you, getting to watch him on live, you guys have such a unique approach to shallow water fishing. I feel like, and, and he he is. You guys are uh, you're cut from the same mold, man. It's it was fun. Dudley and I just kept looking at each other, just you know, behind behind the scenes, like damn, man, like we're getting an education here, <laughs> truly. Because you think about like a guy like Dudley, and I told Keith this last week. He's been doing this forever. When he's seeing Keith do stuff and he's like smiling ear to ear, you're like, yeah, that's special. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's special right there, you know, those moments. So, uh, well, dude, couldn't be more proud of you for pulling off this madman uh, thing. I've got to say, though, are you going to attempt this next year? (laughs) Like right now today, waking up, you drove all night, you fished Harris. Is this something you would think about next year? Um, you know, I, I mean, right as of right now, I'm not, uh, you know, I was getting a little burned out there at Gunnersville, I bet. But, uh, but man, I'm telling you, like when, when I got to Harris and then, and, and, and went to catching them, um, I, I just can't imagine, like, I try to think to myself, man, if I would have missed this tournament, yeah, you know, miss that tournament. I mean, cause I mean, look, you look at the ones I would have missed, like, so say I would have not done pro circuit, you know, and then we got that win on Smith, no doubt, you know, and then it's like, you know, and in here, if it didn't do had a good one at you, Ufala, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, there's just a lot of those days that I mean, I almost, uh, I almost, I'm at the point where I think I'm, I'm okay with having those few rough ones, um, to make up for some of the other ones. No doubt, you know? I get that. Um, I, I yeah. get that, man. You got it. You got to so, go through it to get to it, right? That's what they say. Yeah. And now you got chick like, coming up too. <laughs> yeah, got well. Yeah, I got chick next week after this one. Yeah, I mean, that's that's exciting. No yeah, doubt. I mean, they're probably going to be a little bit out, but you know, there might be a few on the bank, and that's the thing. Like, I, I don't, you know, even like this tournament here. Like, I, I yesterday I caught I caught seven bass for twenty nine pounds, and I had two like one one eights in there, you know. So like so like I caught like I caught big ones yesterday. Yeah, you know? no and, doubt. And I'm still hanging in there with uh with some of the other guys. So they're putting up numbers. Kinda, 
yeah, it was kind of it was kind of exciting with uh, you know thinking about chick you know coming up too. No that, doubt. Man, maybe I can just go fish for big ones. No so. doubt, dude. I, I yeah. guarantee it. And. Then there's a little tournament after that. Uh, let's see. What do they call it? Uh, oh, the Bassmaster Classic. Yeah, yeah. You get to fish that in June as well. And another yeah. big fish fishery. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You starting to get a little fired up? Yeah, I, I am. You and, and Keith. That's going to be cool. I know. That one is going to be really cool. And I, and, uh, I thought it was going to be funny because, like, uh, you know, we're probably – like, like there's a 90% chance we'll probably be fishing near each other. No doubt. Uh, so, <laughs> so I think it, I think it will be really cool. Uh, you know, being able to communicate throughout the day, you know, back and forth with each other. Yeah. I think that will be neat, you know, cause, um, you know, cause I mean, shoot dude, if he, if he wins, I, it'll be, you know, I'll be as happy as if I won. No doubt, day. man. So I'll just, uh, I, that one is going to be fun. That, I can't wait to see how that plays out for y'all down there. And I'm just glad he got a, a boat and he doesn't have to fish with you. <laughs> <laughs> I know. He, he actually just brought back my boat yesterday. <laughs> I think I didn't get to see him, but I saw it on the side of the house. And then he painted like, his wow, name on the dude. side. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wow, that thing got some years. Yes. So. <laughs> you, yeah. You guys need, you guys need to put that one in the hall of fame. That one has had some bass in it. Right. And some and some W's. What one quick thing, buddy, before before I let you go, because I know you just life is crazy. Uh you rescheduled on me a little bit this morning because of Chipotle. The only thing you said, I'm going to Chipotle. I told Marissa the triple threat. I said, only I said, this is the most John Cox text ever. Hey man, you were apologetic because you're just the nicest guy I know, and you're like Hey man, sorry, I'm going to go eat Chipotle and I'm going to be a little late for the interview. Can we move it back? And I'm like, yes, John, of course, you're taking time of your day off, but that's just who you are. But the only thing I, I had to get this, and this probably a lot of people turn, turn the podcast off because of this, but this is all I think about with Chipotle. I can't make it out of the parking lot, man, before I'm in the, like the truffle shuffle, like headed, headed to the damn bathroom. <laughs> How are you going to do that? And then fish tomorrow because Chipotle, dude, it wrecks me. And that is like an urban legend that goes around Chipotle on the internet. Like everybody's like, well, if you go into Chipotle, it's like, you know, a colonic. You go, you go get cleansed out. Like, I mean, is that what you're trying to do right now? Like, no, I mean, I, I, I don't know if my stomach got just so used to it. I know if you all the road food. Off, yeah, I mean, if you lick off the queso, uh, it's usually not that bad. You know, the queso. Oh, that's the tip. Up, okay. Yeah, so you go you know, light on the queso. Yes. No queso. Okay. You can usually. You can survive it. it okay. Yeah. Pro tip. But I'm not gonna. I'm Pro- not gonna say that I, I'm gonna not have to go <laughs> mid day tomorrow. You know, what I'm on saying? camera. Who's yeah, I mean, it, I mean, we get them 15 minutes breaks. It's great. Like I, I planned. Like I'm Travis. <laughs> I planned my my day around where I would be near a bathroom at my 15 minute break. And, uh, well, Harris Chain, you got to be careful because there ain't nothing but houses. Unless you know somebody, you can go in their bathroom at their house. Somebody's going to watch you hanging off the crest liner, dude. It's going to happen. <laughs> you can't hide. <laughs> There's no canal you can hide in, in Leesburg, man. Oh my gosh! All right, buddy. I had to. I had to ask. My wife said, "Well, you. I know you ain't going to Chipotle during a tournament." I'm like, "No, ma'am. Ain't happening." 
ain't happening. Yeah. John Cox yeah. can pull it off because he can pull off anything. You're 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 the miracle maker this year, buddy. Oh gosh. Oh, dude. Well, I appreciate you very much, man. Giving me uh, give me some time. You and the family uh, have a great rest of the day. I know you said you got to do something with Watson uh, today. Tell yeah. him I said he should quit the sport of bass fishing because he's terrible. <laughs> Uh, and I want that documented because <laughs> he tells me that he tells me that weekly. Every time I post a bass on Instagram, he's like, "You suck. You should stop. Why are you? Why are you still doing this?" And I tell him the same. <laughs> We're really good at running our mouth. Not as good at catching bass as guys like John Cox. Oh me. Thank you, buddy. Uh, best right, of luck this thanks. week. Make the top ten. All right. Thank you. All right, buddy. I'll Don't see you. Time. Talk soon. See you, guys. See you man. Bye. John Cox. <laughs> Oh man, he's the best. He is the best. I've had him on. I've had him on the show so many times, and uh, that's just it's it's so much fun getting to do this for y'all and uh, getting to do this with my buddies like John Cox and and all the uh, great anglers I get to talk to. Man, so much fun. But uh, thanks to John for coming on. Thanks to y'all for listening. It's it's much appreciated. Week in, week out, you low lifers for showing up and uh, and listening to me ramble, listening to me rant, and listening to the great guests that come on LBL. So, hope you all have a good week. Uh, Want to remind you real quick for the about Bass for Beckers. Bass for Beckers is a charity for children with muscular dystrophy, and I am their May giveaway. So you can buy a $25 ticket. You get a chance at a brand-new Skeeter Bass Boat that will be given away later this fall. But this month, if you buy a ticket in the month of May, BassForBeckers.com, a chance for a fishing trip. All expenses paid with me on the Tennessee River. So go scoop those up. Really appreciate the support. One other quick thing before we go. Boats and Pros coming back very soon. I, I know a lot of y'all messaged me about that very, very soon. We got the green light. Six new Boats and Pros episodes before uh, you, the, the year is out. You can probably start looking for those in like July. But fixing to get after it, filming. We've got a great guest list and uh, lining up some pretty good boats too. So can't wait for that. I will see y'all at the Classic in a couple weeks. Mark that on your calendar, June 12th. Also got a super sneaky uh, little music drop coming out, too, if you like Biloxi Blues, and we'll take you out with it today. And we're going to get you all some new tunes to listen to very soon. Remember, hug your mama, and thank y'all, thank y'all, thank y'all. And I'll see y'all next time. I never could make it last Spanish moss, a Civil War ghost Well, I'm gonna leave them in the past Any direction, Lord, I'll be fine It don't matter, east or west North, south, wherever the wind blows I'm leaving those burdens at rest This highway, it does not know my name And I don't care, no And a spare Just a white line gypsy Getting out of Mississippi With just enough gas to keep there